Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, Research Analyst for Money and Markets here with your latest Bull and the Bear podcast. Remember, if you do have any comments or questions or any stocks maybe you'd like us to take a look at and analyze, let you know if they're buys or ones you should stay away from, just email us at thebullandthebear at moneyandmarkets.com. Or if you're on YouTube, you can just leave a comment below in the comment section. We look at those all the time. Now, I want to get into today's podcast. Uh, December 21st of 2020 is going to be kind of a landmark date for investors, or at least, at least it will be for one of the indexes. On that day, the S&P 500 index, uh, the index that tracks the performance of the 500 largest companies in the U.S., will welcome its newest member. On Monday of this week, S&P Global, the operators of the index, announced that Tesla Incorporated uh, trades on the, on the NASDAQ under the ticker TSLA will join the benchmark index prior to trading on December 21st. Now, the question on every investor's mind is, what does that mean for me? That's a little complicated and will require a little bit of explanation, so bear with. The first impact will be on investors with index tracking funds. Now, these are gonna be funds that basically mirror tracking of the S&P 500 in order to, perform, to, to produce uh, similar returns to the overall broader index. Uh, th those indexes and those investors that run those indexes are going to be forced to buy Tesla shares uh, to maintain tracking performance. When you add one stock in, you drop another one off, uh, investors have to make sure their, uh, their, their funds balance the same way the S&P does. And, and they're going to be forced to, to buy the shares. Uh, and at nearly $440 a share, that means investors are going to have to sell off a lot of their positions in order to buy those Tesla shares to create that balance. That should create a trickle-down effect where other investors may want to jump on those sold shares. So if they're selling uh, maybe another company like Pfizer or something like that, I use you as an example, then you know, inv other investors who don't really worry about tracking the S&P 500 may want to jump in and buy that Pfizer stock. Conversely, current owners of Tesla stock may want to take advantage of the increased demand of those shares and sell. So maybe you currently have Tesla shares, you realize there's going to be a massive buy-in for Tesla on December 21st, then maybe be a good time to start positioning yourself to maybe sell some of that Tesla position that you have in your portfolio. And, but it also does mean that Tesla, which is already a fairly volatile stock, and I'll get to that in a moment, uh, may become even more volatile in the days and weeks following its inclusion into the S&P 500. Basically, it means there could be a lot of buying and selling of not just Tesla shares, but other companies as the index tracking fund investors are forced to sell off other holdings to make room for Tesla. But it's not that really these, these investors want to buy Tesla, but in order for their funds to balance with the S&P 500, they kind of have to. Another question, another question investors may have is, what will the inclusion of the S&P 500 do to Tesla shares afterwards? I'd say, what happens to Tesla stock after December 21st? Well, there have been a lot of academic papers, and I've spent I got the last couple of days really kind of looking at these, and, and, and these papers will track returns, abnormal returns, stock price, et cetera, to see what correlation there, ha there is between an inclusion of a company on the S&P 500 uh, for the first time and what happens to its stock price, to its returns, and, and so on and so forth. I don't want to get too academic here, but the findings do kind of tell an, an interesting story. One of the most compelling that I found was a study published by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York in 2011. It analyzed 562 stocks added to the S&P 500 between 1989 and 2009. The study took out firms that were involved in mergers or acquisitions or things like that during that time, and they whittled it down to around 400 stocks. Uh, the first metric the study looked at was size or market value of the company. 
In the first and second years prior to inclusion, the study found a company grows between 31 and 38% each one of those two years. However, after a stock is added in the post-inclusion period, that growth is just 5% or even just 1% if you account for changes in market adjusted size. This indicates that Tesla can only expect to grow by an average of about 2.5% following its addition to the S&P 500 in December. Now, this paper also looked at returns. In the years before a company was included in the S&P 500, the returns were between 0.15 and 0.17%, which really isn't bad. However, after inclusion, after it was added to the S&P 500, those returns were just 0.06%, so very minute. In fact, half of what they would be before the stock was included in the index. So with regards to earnings per share, the study found an increase of about 54% in the two years before a stock was added to the S&P 500, but an average actual decline in earnings per share after the company was added. What does this all mean? Well, studies would indicate that Tesla, which has had a pretty significant run uh, up to the announcement of being added to the S&P 500, could see a slowdown in size returns and earnings per share. However, we all know that Tesla isn't really like a traditional stock. It pops and falls unlike any company with a $415 billion market cap. The next question is, is does inclusion make Tesla a buy for me? This one is a little bit easier to answer. In short, the answer is no. Factoring in its recent five to one stock split where five shares of Tesla became one, the stock, uh, the stock price rocketed about 518% from its March 2020 lows. But if you look at the stock chart, the stock has actually moved sideways, if not lower since the split in August of 2020. Uh, while the share price jumped on Tuesday, I think Tesla is going to be just as volatile, if not more so, even after being added to the S&P 500. The company remains grossly overvalued because of this jump in price. Its price to earnings ratio now stands at about 815.3, which I'll tell you is huge. That is a massive price to earnings ratio. And it indicates that it's, it's extremely overvalued, very high priced uh, for what its actual value is. Tesla's in debt to the tune of about $15.1 billion and is trailing 12-month income, just $525 million. So there's a real struggle here for this company to find profit. And we can look at Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell's six-factor green zone ranking system and learn even more. Right now, Tesla ranks a 43 overall, according to the rankings I just put. They're updated every day, but the ones I just pulled say it ranks a 43, which means we're pretty neutral on the stock, and we expect it to perform in line, give or take, with the broader market over the next 12 months. We can't look past the fact that it has great momentum. That's an obvious. We see that. It, it, there, there's no way of hiding that. And it actually scores a 99 on that metric. But there are other things that really stand out about Tesla. It ranks a four on value. That's, this means 96% of all other stocks that we rate are actually better. It's price to sales. It's price to earnings. It's price to book. It's price to cash flow are all well above the consumer vehicles industry average. And that's concerning. It's also a big company. Tesla ranks a zero on size. It's got a $415 billion market cap. This tells us because of its size, it's less likely to give you those big returns. In fact, those, those returns are likely to be fairly nominal. The volatility of the share price is another huge concern. This is one that really strikes with me. Tesla ranks a 54 on volatility in the Adams system. If you look lately, the stock has had a tendency to bounce around quite a bit. So even if you take out the fact that it's being added to the S&P 500, there's really too many negatives for me to recommend buying Tesla for you right now. Adding back in the fact that there's no evidence or data that would suggest that Tesla will produce monster gains even after it's added to the index, uh, that makes Tesla even more like a ship that's pretty much already left the port, uh, more than one that you should actually board right now. So in short, I'd probably steer clear from Tesla. I don't really see attacking, uh, taking a, a whole lot, uh, attacking, uh, see tackling a whole lot of gains. The, that it's already made. I don't really see them adding any more, uh, much more to that. 
Uh, if it does, those games are going to be really short-lived and probably come in just the short days, even hours, after December 21st when it's added back to the S&P 500. That's about all for me today. I do want to tell you that Adam's Masterclass has launched as well. It is, uh, it is exciting. In it, he explains his trading strategy. He leans heavily on the principle of buy high and sell higher. We've talked about that numerous times. It was actually a strategy that he used himself to retire at the age of 33. You really don't want to miss that. I'll try to leave you a link on YouTube. If not, you can check your email. We've been sending out uh, links in terms of how you can access the masterclass. Uh, so make sure you check your email for any emails from Adam or from Money and Markets. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel. Just head over to youtube.com and make sure you search for Money and Markets. We've got the green bull and the bear logo. Click that. Make sure you follow us. Uh, you subscribe to our channel. And then uh, when you, if you haven't subscribed before, you'll get a little bell that comes up. That'll be your notification bell. Click that and you'll get notified each and every time we put out a new video. This holds for the Bull and the Bear podcast, our marijuana market update, as well as our week ahead and any other videos uh, that we put out. Also, if you're listening to us on video, maybe you want to subscribe to us as a podcast, you can do so. The Bull and the Bear podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, and a wealth of other podcast syndicators out there. Leave us a review or comment. Make sure you're subscribing and following us. Uh, and, and leave us, like I said, a review ranking. We'd love to see what you have to say. If you have a particular comment or question or maybe a stock you'd like us to look at, again, that email address is thebullandthebear at moneyandmarkets.com. Also, I don't want to remind you, I don't really, I, I say this a lot lately, but I kind of want to reiterate, make sure you go to moneyandmarkets.com. That's kind of our, that's our flagship. If you go there, make sure you sign up for our free e-letter. It's, it's, it comes out once a day and it provides you two to three pieces of safe and profitable and sound investment information. This can range anywhere from Michael Carr's chart of the day. Uh, you can have updates from me on the cannabis market as well as green zone stocks. Uh, Adam writes about various principles. Charles Sizemore is in there every day. He talks about dividends and retirement. Uh, and, and you don't want to miss that. So make sure that you sign up for our e-letter. It's very simple. Just head over to moneyandmarkets.com if you haven't already, and just give us your email address, and we'll be and we'll put you on the list and get you sent out and get you on there to get our daily e-letter. We come out every day, and it's just about two or three pieces to read. Uh, not heavy reading, just something that helps you provide safe and sound investment information. Coming up on Friday, Money Markets contributor Charles Sizemore is going to be with me, and we'll dive into a couple more stocks, let you know whether they're ones to buy, ones to stay away from, or what you should really do with them. Until then, this is Money and Markets research analyst Matt Clark, your host of the Bull and the Bear podcast. Until next time, everyone, safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 